0: I'm Pastor Sharon Carey from the Lighthouse Community Church, and I finally get to come to the table. Y'all don't know, I've been trying to sneak over here and find out how I can get over here, and then my brother made a way for us to come on in, and we brought the whole family with us today. Say glory to God. (laughs) I tell you, if you ask God to do something for you, he's going to do it for you. So first of all, I'd like to just thank you, my brother, pastor, my friend. <laughs> this man, and you probably already know, we gave him up to y'all over a year ago. I don't the days, trust me. <laughs> I miss him. I love him. We talk frequently. I love my sister, Victoria, and their kids. I saw these kids grow up. God bless your heart, my blessed, beloved sister. God bless you. <laughs> the table. And to my Lighthouse family, you know I love you. I thank you for journeying with me and with your pastor and coming here to the table with us today. To this wonderful and beautiful worship team that was standing up here. I thought they were still here, but they gone. But okay. (laughs) God bless you. God bless you. God bless you let show you, all was caught up in the spirit. I thought, I thought they were still here, they had my back. <laughs> I need you to be praying with me today, amen? And then most of all, I'd like to thank the pastor of the Lighthouse Community Church, my husband, my boyfriend, Pastor Michael Carey, the love of my life for 38 years. He done put up, y'all need to give him a hand and praise God at the same time because he done put up with me for 38 years. I tell you, that took some grace. That took some grace. So we are in the game of life. So you guys did truth or death last week? Oh man, I wish I could have scooted over here. But today, we're going to be looking at the game of taboo. Anybody play Taboo, just raise your hand. You play Taboo, we we play Taboo in our family and it gets uh, some kind of way. It gets loud. You know, we're very aggressive. We like to play the men against the women. I don't know why we do that, but that's what we do. And I'm not just whisper to the women, we win. Okay, so anyway, we're gonna play the game of Taboo today. And I'm just gonna explain a few of the rules of the game just in case some of you do not know. So taboo, you see, they've got the little hand over the mouth as if there's some things that you're not supposed to say. So the game of taboo is usually divided into two teams, and each team member gets a chance to describe a word from a stack of cards, and the team that uh, uh, wins gets the most points. And so as they're describing the words, there are a number of words on the card that cannot be said, and those are considered the taboo words. So for each correct point uh uh, answer that you give you get a point the opposite team has someone pay attention to this looking and listening over your shoulders to make sure that the clue giver doesn't say any of the taboo words if they say one of the taboo words what happens they get what they get buzzed right they get the buzzer and the other team gets the point so the object of the game it's whoever gets the highest points and guesses the, the highest number of words, they get the prize, which is usually nothing, but they, <laughs> they get the prize. So the, for the sake of the content and bringing this game taboo into a understanding that we can grab a hold of in the spiritual realm, I need you to be praying with me. you praying and playing. we praying and playing, taboo. I need you to be praying with me so that you could grasp what we're trying to say about our words. Amen? So just for the sake of content, let's look at the first definition for the word taboo that is relevant to our topic today. So taboo is something to be avoided or something that is forbidden. So those words should be avoided, or those words should be forbidden. And another definition, which is not on the screen, is a social or religious custom prohibiting or forbidding discussion of a particular practice or forbidding association with a particular person, a particular place, and a particular thing. So I need you to track with me as I attempt to break this down. You ready to go? Let's go. Okay, so here we are. We got two teams. We've got one team that we're going to call the kingdom of God. Say the kingdom of God. So we got one team that we're going to call the kingdom of God, and that's called team good. Team good is the kingdom of God, okay? So then we've got another team that's going to be called the kingdom of Satan, which represents Satan and his evil, and we're going to call that team team evil. Okay, so just like taboo. There are words that are spoken that must be avoided, right? If you don't want the other team to get the upper hand in the game of taboo, you don't give them no points. But in the realm of the spirit, these words are not points. We're praying for something and we're playing for something much bigger than points. We got ammunition. This is ammunition for life or death. So we're not just playing for points. We're playing in this game of taboo. In the spirit realm, we're praying for life, what? Or which one you want. <laughs> so the Bible says in Proverbs eighteen twenty one. in the message Bible, it says, words kill, what do they do? They give life. Come on, talk to me. you choose you choose the words they can kill they can give life but you choose that's what it says in the message bible and in the ncv the new century version of proverbs eighteen twenty one, it says what you say can mean life or death those who speak with care will be what speaking with care, be careful with your words. And especially to my younger people too, to my young people, my girls and my boys, be careful with your words. It was an old rhyme that says, sticks and stones may break my bones, but words could never what? That's a lie. It's a lie. It's a cute little rhyme, but it's not true. Words can kill and destroy and we have to understand the power of words so when we look at that there are some words that should be banned there are words that should be banned there are words that we should never allow to come out of our mouth some people have been hurt in a safe place or a place that's supposed to be safe. They weren't maligned. They weren't molested. Somebody spoke something over them that killed them, killed their spirit, killed their hope, killed their desire for a future. Sticks and stones may break your bones, but words can kill. It's so important to know that, especially to my young people. You have to know when you are speaking, you are speaking words of life and death over you, over your friends. And we all have people that we don't like as much as we like others. We, let's come on, we can admit that. But the thing is, is we don't wanna speak anything about them that could hurt them or harm them or kill them. Amen? So let me look at something. I'm gonna look at, if words can kill and give life, They can give a reward or poison they can give fruit we must fully understand the power of the tongue the bible says that it's like a little matter it's nobody can control it (laughs) that's that's a scary thought right there (laughs) nobody can control it the holy spirit can control us and control it and we'll talk about that but nobody it says it is set on fire by what hell itself If you think about your tongue, it being set on fire. What are we burning up with our tongues? So our words that we speak and we respond to, they're going to play out in our lives. I I, I remember hearing people say that, so if the father was an alcoholic, and so then the mother says if the son takes a drink or if the son comes and he's doing something you're gonna be just like your father That's not life That's death Those are words that could kill the spirit of him never wanting to be an alcoholic Are you with me? So Words have creative power They have creative power So pray with me over the sermon topic. Don't want it, don't say it. You don't want it, don't say it. Spoken words program your spirit to hear either what is successful or what can bring defeat. They have the creative power to produce after their own kind. They are words that produce after their own kind. So we must be very careful about the words that we allow to come out of our mouth because they are containers that carry life and death. They're containers that carry fear or faith. They're containers. So if you look and when you see words come out of your mouth, just imagine it being a container coming out. And once somebody opened the top to that and you open up your mouth, then what is coming out? So important. It's so important. So our words bear one kind of fruit or another. But where do they come from? <laughs> where does that fruit come from? Where was it populated from? Where was it picked from? How can we trace the source of the words that we say? The Bible gives us a clear answer on where we can trace those thoughts from, because thoughts become things and those things become words, and then those words become things. So we look at Mark 12:34. I'm sorry. It's Matthew 12:34. Is it Matthew or is it Mark? Hmm, that's interesting. I've got Mark 1234 on one line, then I've got Matthew 1234, but this is what it says. Whether it's Mark 1234 or Matthew 1234, I'm going to read what i got on my paper. This is what it says, okay? It's the word. It's in there now. It's like ragu It's in there. So out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So the words that we speak are produced from what's coming out of our heart and then it is formed by the tongue and then it's released out of the mouth. This is a pattern. This is a pattern. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So whatever is coming out of your mouth, guess where it's coming from? It's coming from your heart. It's coming from your heart. If there's love in your heart, then your mouth is going to talk about love. If it's hatred, if it's malice, if it's contempt coming out, then that's coming from your heart. But the psalmist said in Psalm 51, what did he say? Lord, create in me a clean heart. And renew a right spirit in me so that I can say the right words at the right time and not kill anybody with my words. The words that we speak are produced from a place that you cannot see, from the heart. The church must give attention. That's us. Say, that's us. The church must give attention to the words that we speak so that we can look beyond what we see. Yesterday was a terrible day in the life of Israel. But the entire time that I was watching CNN and the time that I got that news that what was happening in Israel, God told us to pray for Israel, pray for Jerusalem. I saw with my eyes the buildings blown up and the cars and the the, the stuff that was happening in the street, but I had to go to another place. I had to go to a place where the Lord said in Isaiah 41.10, Do not be afraid and do not be dismayed, for I am the Lord your God. I will help you. I believed right then and there that God was helping Israel, but I had to say so. I had to say it so that I wouldn't get caught up into what the enemy was doing. God's hand is bigger than that. to be very careful what we speak we have to look beyond what we see we have to say what we want to see we have to say what we want to see in genesis 1 verses 1 and 2 in the niv it says in the beginning god created the heavens and the earth Now the heaven was formless and empty and it was darkness was all over the surface of the deep. And the spirit of God was hovering over the waters. So now here God is. In the beginning. He saw that it was dark. He saw that it was void. And he saw that it was empty. But God didn't speak about what he saw. God spoke about what he wanted to see. So we see throughout Genesis 1, God said and it was so. 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 Nine times we see it in Genesis. God said and it was so. And not only did God say it and it was so, it said God saw it and it was good. Cause he spoke good words. So the Bible sums it up, that everything God created, he created it with his words. The thing that we want to get from this is we see that God rolled out the plan for creation in a pattern that he left for Team Good. He left a pattern for team good. God showed us how to create things. God showed us how to get it done. He left a template for us to create by using words. God did not speak. I'll say it again, what he saw. He used his words to create what exactly he wanted to see. And God saw everything. And what did we say it was? It was what? Good. So perhaps some of the things that we are seeing in our lives are not good because we're not saying that it's good. We don't have to agree when things are going wrong and things are bad. We don't, we don't want to agree with that, but things are going to happen. Jesus told us, we're going to suffer. There's not no day in the park, this life. But we have to be very mindful of the strategy that God gave us to overcome what we see. In Mark eleven twenty three, again, Jesus gave us the perfect strategy to move a mountain. Now this really is Mark eleven twenty three. this really is Mark. I, I got it y'all this time, it was right on this one. Jesus gave us the perfect strategy to move things with our words. In Mark eleven twenty three, in the NIV it says, truly I tell you, now I'm gonna tell you something, Anytime I see in the Bible when Jesus says, truly, I tell you, my antennas are up. Because I know what's getting ready to follow. Not Because we know that he's always telling the truth. But I know what he's getting ready to follow up with is something that he really wants to get our attention for. So he says, truly I tell you, if anyone, what's the next word, says to this mountain, go throw yourself into the sea and does not doubt in his heart. But what? Believes that what they say will happen. What does it say? It's going to be done for you. So there's a spirit. Speaking authority that we have as the body of Christ. I love this little bitty book by Charles Caps, And in this book by Charles Capps, it's called God's Creative Power. It's a powerful little book. It's about this big. It's been around for ages. Charles Cap gives us something to think about in relationship to Mark 11.23. Mr. Cap says, in Mark eleven twenty three, 23, he's making reference to. Jesus told his people they can have what they say, but they are saying what they have. Jesus told us we can have what we say, but we're saying things about what we have and not what we want. So as long as you say what you have, you will have what you say. This is a scriptural law in motion that will confine us to the very position and circumstances that we want to get in or out of. Therefore, we have to see this is a spiritual law and that it also works for team evil. This is a spiritual law that doesn't only work for team good, it works for team evil. What you say can bring life or death, blessings or cursings, and our enemy knows that. He knows that. He waits for those words. He waits for those taboo words. He waits for us to open our mouth and say something that he can work with. He waits for us to open our mouth so he can open a door to bring something into our lives that we never wanted to have. When you think about that, Satan is waiting on you to say some stuff that you never wanna see happen. And I don't usually preach a lot about the devil, but I have to in this sermon. I don't give the devil a whole lot of place. Uh, He's real, he's alive, but I do most of my talk about Jesus. And so when I think about this, I want you to realize this. The enemy will try to put pressure on your tongue. I learned this personally, and I'm still learning it. I'm still, I ask God, God, help me put a guard, put a guard on my tongue, because the enemy tries to get you to pressure. He puts pressure on you to say something that you not, never, ever, ever should say. So he'll put pressure Oh, and you need to identify that. You need to be able to see that. You need to know when that's happening. The pressure to say it. And something has got to push it down. And something has got to push it down. And you know what pushes it down? It's the word of God. It's the truth that pushes down every lie of the enemy. It's the word. I, I'm, I feel sometimes I'm like Hannibal Lecter. I need to have some cross my mouth. Cause it just sometimes just get out of control. Ah, I don't know Hannibal Lecter. I don't even want to think about that. That was scary. So I have a question for you. Are you saying what you want to see? Or are you saying what you see? We saw in Proverbs eighteen twenty one in the message Bible that you get to choose Every single day, you get to choose what you say. So you have to guard your heart. That's so important. You get to decide what to say. You get to decide what you see with the help of God. But I submit to you that most people are saying what they're seeing. I hear people say things what they're seeing. They see their bank account, and they say they broke. But my God said that He would supply all of my needs according to His riches and glory by Christ Jesus. I hear people say, I'm on a fixed income. Oh my God. The first thing I do when I hear somebody say that, I correct them right away. It's going to stay fixed. It's going to stay fixed as long as you say that it's fixed. Don't let the enemy come in with those little sly words and those little things that we usually say and we hear and sometimes we think it's cute. Ain't nothing cute about the sweetest taboo. (laughs) Nothing. So, I believe that there is a way that we can be accountable for what we say believe in it saying is believing say that with me saying is believing say it again saying is believing when we look at the passages in John 14 and 10 we see Jesus saying this and I love it he says don't you believe right there right then and there you got to know right then and there a decision is made with for an answer This is a pop quiz that Jesus has given, but you need to know the answer. Don't you believe that I am in the Father and the Father is in me? The words that what I speak are not my own, but my Father who lives in me, he's doing what? Him doing the work through me. So even the words that we speak are not our own. If we're speaking God's words, they're not our own. If we're not speaking God's words, they're not our own. They belong to what? Team evil. (laughs) They're in the enemy's camp. We have heard over and over, What what you see is what you get. What you see is what you get. What you see is what you get. some people i ain't even gonna know that but you know the rest if you know the song what so we've heard it over and over what you see is what you get but i am here to submit to you is what you say is what you get i don't want you to leave here thinking that all you got to do is just say a bunch of little rosy words and then just go camping (laughs) i don't want you to think that because because there, there would be a misconception of, of the point that we're making here. So it's just like, oh, you're just going to be babbling, just talking a bunch of words and then just go on and live your life. No, it's not like that. There are a couple of things that are required of God's people in order for the church to experience the supernatural power of God through our words and through our works and through our deeds, and that is belief and faith. You got to believe. That's why Jesus says... Don't you believe? Don't you? The first thing he says, don't you believe that I am in the fire? Don't you? Don't you believe? Don't you believe that I'll supply all of your needs? I don't care what your checkbook say. Don't you believe? Don't you believe that I will heal your body? I don't care what the biopsy say. Don't you believe? Don't you believe that I can take those children of yours and turn them into uh, 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 Deborah's and, and, and Joshua's? Don't you believe? what you believe it's what we believe we know that even jesus couldn't do great works when the people didn't believe it tells us the story in the bible he went to his hometown where his homeboys and his homegirls was at oh this is jesus the carpenter uh no i'm jesus the lord right now You better recognize (laughs) this. somebody else that came into town. But he said that they said in the Bible that he couldn't do many works or great. He said he could do a few miracles. And that was it. Why? Because they did not believe. We got to believe God's word in order to speak God's word. (laughs) You got to believe it. So if we don't believe what God says about himself, we can say all of these words that we want to say because we're not going to believe them ourselves. We're not going to believe in our own word. Somebody said something to me uh, before a few weeks ago. I was working on something. I'm being challenged by something. And they told me, you know what you need to do? You know, I'm thinking now, okay, what's this going to be like? Okay. This, This was our daughter, by the way who is a pastor. She says, Mom, you need to keep your promises to yourself. She said, I know that you are believing in the promises of God, but you need to speak to yourself and keep some promises to yourself. Are we keeping promises to ourselves? Do we believe our own word? If I say that I'm gonna go to the gym three times a week, do I believe that? Do I believe my own word? Can I keep that promise to myself? My words have power for me. I tell the shoes, first, we going to the gym. (laughs) We going to the gym. And the shoes say, okay, well, put your feet in me. Trying to keep a promise. Trying to do it like God does it. God has given us so much power. He created us in his likeness and in his image. He gave us the power to be like him, to talk like him. Think about this. this. This blew my mind when the Holy Spirit brought this to me. This blew my mind. God used his creative words to create everything but us. He said, let there be everything except for us. He didn't say, let there be man. He didn't say that. He said to Jesus and he said to the Holy Spirit, let us create man in our image. He did not say let there be man. So in other words, God said, let us make another speaking being just like us. We are another speaking being just like God. We can create like God, but we must speak the word of God. We can't just speak any words. They will not work. If they're not in alignment with the word of God, they are words ill-spoken. So, then team evil can't handle the word of God. They can't handle that. In the words of Jack Nicholson, team evil can't handle the truth. He can't handle the truth. Jesus said, I am the truth. (laughs) And the way, he can't handle it. And because of that, we put ourselves in that same mindset that Jesus had when it was written in 2 Corinthians 4.13. It is written, I believe, therefore I have spoken. Anything that you speak, you believe it whether it's good, bad, or indifferent, if you speak it, you believe it. Very seldom are we going to speak of something that we don't believe. We weren't wired like that. And the rest of that scripture in 2 Corinthians 4.13 says, since we have that same spirit of faith, that same spirit of faith, the same spirit of Christ, we also believe and therefore we speak. You need to write that one down, guys. Second Corinthians 4.13. It is written. Isn't that what we heard Jesus say over and over when he was tempted by the enemy? Every time that the enemy came against him, every time that the enemy tried to tempt him, he told him what? It was written. Created in the likeness of image of God, we have the same faith that God had when he spoke. So let's talk like God. I'm gonna look at Genesis one, one and two one more time. I want you to see something that I had missed, but the Holy Spirit showed it to me. For us, this is for Team Good. So it says, "In the beginning, God created the heaven and earth." Now the earth was formed, formless. And empty darkness was all over the surface of the deep and the Spirit of God was hovering over the water that's what I want us to see the Spirit of God was hovering over the water so when God created the earth the Holy Spirit was there Jesus was there And God the Father was there, Elohim. And the foundation of his identity as the true God, the true Trinity, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, were there. All three members of the Trinity was involved in the creation of the earth. All three. But what I wanted us to see what the point that I think that the Holy Spirit wanted us to grasp is that when the Holy Spirit was hovering over the waters, he was waiting for the word of God to be spoken so he can bring everything into existence that God had said. He was hovering. He was waiting for the word So that he can manifest it. He's doing the same thing today. The Lord our God says in the Bible. He changes not. His method of operation has not changed. The Holy Spirit was hovering. He was waiting for God. He was waiting for the word of God to speak. So that he could bring to pass everything that God said. So I will leave you with this. I'm gonna leave you with this. Give the Holy Spirit something to hover over. Give him something to hover over. Speak some words that he can bring into life and manifestation into your situation, into the lives of your children, into this broken down world, to the unsaved. Be like Jesus. You don't want your leader 99 to go after the one with your words. Give the Holy Spirit something to hover over in your family. He'll do it just like he did for Jesus. Give him something to hover over. Put God's word on your situation. Speak the word only. When that pressure comes on your tongue, you gotta have that word hidden in your heart. Even if you don't know but one scripture. If that word is hidden in your heart, you bring that word back to your remembrance, back to your mind. And God said to bring to my remembrance my word and when you give the Holy Spirit something to hover over, over on your words, then you are going to see what you said, just like God. In Job twenty-two twenty-eight, 28, it says, Thou shalt also decree a thing, and it shall be established unto you, and the light shall shine upon your ways. What are we decreeing? What are we saying? And if you have to go back and repent for some of the words that you've said, if you go back, that you can't take the words back, but you can repent and you can take your heart back. If you don't want to see it, don't say it. Use your power to call forth the things that be not as though there were. There are times when we should be quiet and we should be still. Isaiah 30, 15 said it is in quietness and trust. That's where our strength is. But there are times when you cannot remain silent. There are times when you do not have the right to remain silent. When the enemy comes in against you, against your family, against your church, against this world, you lift up a standard against them by saying something. You got the right to carry. You got the right to carry the word of God with you everywhere. You got the right to carry the word in your heart so that you can shoot down every fiery dart. So we already know in this building what team we on. I know what team I'm on. I'm on team good. Jesus is the captain of my team. And just like Taboo, there should be some words that never come out. God bless your hearts. Let us pray. God, help us to be mindful of our words. Show us when the enemy is coming for our words. Help us to speak words of life only, God. And help us to see your power in every word to manifest what is good, what is pure, what is perfect, God, and what is lovely. We love you, God. We love you. We love you. We love you. But we can't help but forget that you loved us first. You picked us. You adopted us. You brought us in. You created us in your image and your likeness. You made us another speaking being. Pray that the words of our mouths, God, and the meditations of our hearts would be acceptable, Lord, in your sight. Our blessed Savior and Redeemer. It's in Jesus' name we pray. And let the church, the church team good, say amen. 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 Praise the Lord, everybody. I said praise the Lord, everybody, not I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I said praise the Lord, not cheer for the bears. <laughs> praise the Lord, everybody. Yeah. If this message challenged you and moved you forward, personally or in faith, we encourage you to share it with someone who needs a message of hope today. And if you're interested or looking for ways to partner with us in our mission here at The Table, head on over to thetablejoliet.org for more information.